0: There we go.
1: Goddamn. i took it. Yeah, I think I was in the room twice or
0: something. I usually do that, where I just fuck it up and then... Yeah, well, we we appreciate your service. Um, Let's get into it, man. Fucking Tom Compton. They're riding with Tom. Yeah, they are, man. Um, Why? Why are they doing that?
1: I don't know. I don't... That's like... There are two roster moves that I was like, okay. uh, This was the only... This was the one where I was like, like, what... Why? This is the one we
0: didn't we didn't see coming. Like going hasty over Gallman was totally
1: normal. That was like a
0: fifty-fifty, uh 50/50. Ha ha Dix and Tavon Wilson. Both of those were literal coin flips, like totally. you know, and I literally went back and forth on both of them. <laughs> the 49ers, might have John Lynch might have like gotten out of coin joker style, two face style, and uh, and seen what happened. Like <laughs> just it was there was not much between either of them. So but the notion that Tom Compton is one of the eight best offensive lineman on the San Francisco 49ers is not a positive sign for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's, let's right. put I mean, it that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess they're going off of what he does at guard, which is his actual position. He's been okay. Uh, he's, at,
0: he's been okay at in camp or he wasn't. Okay
1: right. At guard I mean, he's played his whole career there. I would suspect that he, you know, is
0: so, <laughs> well, no, he's so okay at it.
1: Right. Um, but when they put him at tackle, it was like, good Lord. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I, I think that that was a pinch. I don't expect them to do that. I think they've liked what they've seen from Jalen Moore at, at tackle. And, um, you know, Sean Coleman has a chance of probably going practice squad. Not a chance. Right. I would I, be stunned if he didn't go practice I think, squad.
1: I think realistically what it was is like, okay, is anyone really picking up Kivitz? Um, probably Probably not. not. And then it's also... Was anyone going
0: to pick up Tom Compton, though?
1: Right. I think that's more of a, uh, hey, like, I'm going to just retire if you put me on the practice squad
0: thing. (laughs) Please don't kill me.
1: Um, If I was I'd do the same thing. So maybe there's that sort of consideration where he's like, I am too old to be going on the practice squad and I refuse to, uh,
0: which is not a bad strategy. The irony is you can call up two guys from the practice squad to play. Like... I guess, right, it's a, it's, a money thing.
1: But, it's a money. But but yeah, it's a salary. It's yeah. it's like two hundred. It's like high two hundred k, like two eighty five or something for the year versus like basically a million. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, as much as I would take the two hundred eighty k, yeah, a little, little bit fair. of
1: pesto or uh, as I like to call
0: it guap, you know. <laughs> and that's the so, podcast, folks. no uh, it's, uh, Trey Lance has the microchip in his finger. Uh, Bill Gates got to him. Right. Uh they went with two quarterbacks though. So clearly there's not too much concern to the point where they had to make like a a roster move. They good weren't going
1: to Finally IR. just
0: sacking up and just going with two, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, but when you have a guy like CJ Bethard, how could you possibly consider cutting him?
1: I know, man, but I guess he's the backup there in, in Jacksonville now. So good for him, man.
0: Yeah, and I saw that Nick Mullins latched on with the uh the Brownies. Is that, is that something yes, you saw as well? That, that sounds accurate? about right. He'll never leave too. the outside zone system because he's incapable of playing in any other system. So that, right, right, that's right. good for him. We like well, Nick good. Mullins. Yeah, we good shit on Nick them. Mullins a lot, but we like Nick Mullins. Oh, he's as a such person. a
1: sweet lad. You know, he'd always he's, show up in like a, a collared shirt that I owned. He looked,
0: um, he looked like he lived in Pleasantville.
1: Right, right. Just oh, gee, Willikers. So you guys want to talk to me? I know, such a such a sweet guy. Um, what else are we forgetting? <laughs> oh, Devontae Harris. I, I mean. Maybe I should have seen that coming because he wasn't cut immediately. Like, he came in and was like, pretty much immediately injured, uh, and they didn't cut him. So, Gee, who's Devontae Harris? Devontae Harris is a cornerback <laughs> who formerly played for the Broncos and the Ravens. Um, he, he has a, to be fair, no to be fair that's that a very good is. cornerback name.
0: Devontae Harris? Yeah, yeah. there's like five cornerbacks named Devontae Harris. I still have no idea who he is, though.
1: Uh, I, he's an easy I, I don't guy. think I
0: ever saw him practice.
1: He did well. He didn't. I think he might have practiced one day and then gotten injured uh, because he was just rehabbing the whole time. Did he which make is the like,
0: roster?
1: Yes, he did. Um, what? And so maybe maybe the thing is. So I think maybe what it is is okay. They think maybe someone wants to pick him up, and you just stash, They can just stash him on IR now, and then go with five corners. And Fair. you can just cut and re-sign and cut and re-sign Dante Johnson from here to eternity. Yeah, so Dante Johnson has no self-respect. In right, figure. so that's probably how they're looking at it, you know? You, like, out on a walk? What do you yeah, think? I just realized there's a gust of wind, so that's probably not the best.
0: Yeah, please stop that. Uh, I Yeah, I had no idea who Devontae Harris was. What not? I guess the gust of wind finally got to you. Um, Yep,
1: I'm here, I'm here, I'm
0: here. <laughs> do you know what number Devontae Harris wears?
1: Number 40. I'm oh, almost geez. positive. Wow. Yeah, I, I think wow. he
0: literally played once. Uh, he practiced once, and that was about it. It must have been like the day I wasn't there. I always miss the most important stuff on the day I wasn't there. All yeah, right, we, so hey. let's, let's push it forward week one. Uh, what what happens between now and week one with this roster? Obviously, Moe Hurst goes on IR. Who do you Mo expect?
1: Moe Hurst. Here? You can put Harris shot. on there. Uh, you can put either yeah. one of Hurd or Jennings on there if you're desperate. Although I think, honestly, I don't you think don't. They will no? No, I don't think you do. I think everyone was so concerned about the punt return thing, and I was like, guys, the other guys are terrible. Like this Simba <laughs> Webster, I'm not even trying to to just be mean. I don't think he knows how to play receiver. Like he didn't know how to run routes. He couldn't no, he catch just- the
0: ball. He was just winging it. He was going full Jackie Moon. He was a rover. Right,
1: and your only option was like Travis Benjamin, who had a horrible start to camp, and we were like, okay, he's done. Uh, and yeah. then came on late, had that one nice catch with Lance, and Right, he he was terrible through the first two and a half weeks. It was embarrassing, um,
0: actually. Like if really we're being bad. like, if we're being blunt, it was like, oh, Travis. Like we we like we felt bad for him.
1: No, like, seriously, it
0: was, it was like really, it was like awkward to watch. It was. It was tough. So it's like, um, it,
1: really, swing on talent, just take the six best receivers you have, and they did that. I think that's my favorite move that they made, along with just keeping two quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, and and then uh, they kept Kevin Gibbons. They didn't get
1: freaky yes, or risky or
0: anything there. They just said, we're taking 11, and we'll have 10 at the end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll have 10 come tomorrow. Um, right. So, but my, that does, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
1: No, my only, the only move I sort of had qualms about is uh, cutting – Michael Pruitt again we talked about it just because of the blocking aspect and that he's like a re, like he's a solid inline blocker if it was just like he was on a non-guaranteed deal i'd be like okay whatever but you know he's Apparently, also due 500k yeah uh, which is a little bit you know and if they bring him back it's basically you're paying him 1.5 million for the year
0: they so. might feel that strongly about him that they wanted to give him a little extra sugar. I mean, do you think that that's reasonable, a reasonable thought, that he might be the dude who um, who comes in on Mohurst's spot? Yeah, and again,
1: they can create one with Devontae Harris, too. So, um, I mean, that's
0: probably for Dante Johnson, if we're being honest.
1: True, but Dante Johnson, they can also keep him on the practice squad for a little bit, save a little yeah. cash, bump him up, bump him up, and wait as long as possible to actually promote him to the active roster. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think that that could be in the cards. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. You could have saved a little money <laughs> elsewhere, but you know, yeah, whatever. Well,
0: they, but then they, but they also, you know, Pruitt they were able to sign at the start of training camp. Like I think even training camp had started, so clearly there wasn't some robust market for him, right? And that that changes the calculus, right? Like if they were to have gotten cute with Zach Kerr, mm, or I love Ador- a
1: robust market.
0: or apparently like deontay (laughs) harris who's a person Um, right like apparently they didn't feel comfortable getting cute with that can we talk about the saddest
1: can you guys not hear
0: us why can't you hear us that's bullshit is it
1: just is it just one person that can't hear us might just be xavier here i hear
0: you uh okay well we're just gonna keep talking um (laughs) maybe reboot the app that's weird Yeah, it's super weird. Sorry about that. I I wish that uh, we could get through like one. Okay, Alex can hear us. I think it's just Xavier. Maybe reboot the app. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, can we talk about the saddest thing that happened today? Which is our man, Jonas Griffith, who we (sighs) found, like tapes, years ago, traded to the Denver Broncos, where he will certainly thrive and become an All-Pro.
1: Man, I mean... We clearly, like, we weren't out of our minds. Like, he is a really solid player. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, you don't trade a couple of draft picks. And I know it's only, like, a sixth and a seventh, but that's, like,
0: that's it's something.
1: something. It's something for a guy they got undrafted. Has never played a down in the NFL. Uh, yeah, That's significant. And it kind of, I think, makes a little bit more sense that they were repping him at middle linebacker because this was probably something that was talked about with the Broncos early on where they were like, oh, hmm. you stole him from us. We kind of like that guy. We kind of want to see what he can do on the inside because uh-huh. they play a 3-4 system. Um, right, he'd be really good for them. Yes, so they probably needed to see that. So I suspect this was like an ongoing thing, um, which explains a little That's bit more why they, you know, repped him at middle linebacker in the first preseason impressive. game. Yeah. yeah. You remember that? they?
0: No, I do, but I Greenlaw. loved it. Well, and that's the thing. Dre Greenlaw is the backup at middle linebacker, and you're fine. Like, he's not Fred Warner, but Dre Greenlaw is a really solid player, like possible Pro Bowl caliber player at will, and I would imagine the same at, at Mike because the, there's very little differentiation these days between those two positions. You're just sort right. of Free safety or strong safety. Depends on your opinion on if safeties have any differentiation these days. Uh, and then you have Aziz Al Shahir who is a highly capable backup, if not a, a starter caliber weak side linebacker. And you feel pretty good about your depth at that position. That was probably their deepest position yep. on the roster. I mean, um, it's crazy even with they, a couple they only... of undrafted guys.
1: Right, they only kept five. Um, but again, they love Demetrius Flanagan. Foles, he had a pretty mm-hmm. good uh, couple of days of practice. He came back from, I forget what it was. It might have been concussion protocol. I think. I think that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. some friendly fire. Marcel Harris has some really nice moments. He just looks like he's always looked more comfortable linebacker. Like he
0: is a linebacker. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they basically put a linebacker at free safety for way too many games because right. Uh, Going backwards was not that man's
1: forte. And I love that they acknowledge it, and we're like, yeah, he can't. Play. I th- I think it was I forget who it was. I think it was Shanahan who was like, yeah, yeah now that he like doesn't have to play out in space. <laughs> and now of, that his
0: <laughs> now that his only responsibility is kill man with ball, he's a lot happier because that's right. all he'd been doing anyway. And um, it's great. And they have he, he does need he to get a better linebacker play, yeah. number.
1: That's, that's my true. Point. That's true. Thirty six don't do it for me. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with. He should just go single digits college. Ooh. That would be because he was a Miami guy too, right? I think he was. I think I he think was
0: Miami, so. right? I should know what, that. I mean, Adrian Colbert was him and uh, him and uh, Adrian Colbert both went to Miami. Am yeah, I wrong no, about Harry, that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Harris was Miami, but I could be wrong. Somebody might know. No, oh, he yeah, uh, was UF,
1: UF, UF. Oh yeah. I, fuck. Damn
0: it. What okay. Fuck, I apologize. Jake, I apologize. Chastise yourself once the know, dream is over. Thank you, Xavier. Uh, that is an important distinction that I would have looked up and been very angry about later. I know, I
1: know. It's it's. I used, to, I, yeah.
0: used to, I used to have the entire U roster memorized. Where what what's happened to me? Um, but yeah, yeah he's I think got he to go single digits. Yeah, I, I'd like that. You know, go with or like a, or like twenty seven like should something. be open. Jared
1: Maiden's gone. Nate Sudfeld's off. He could take seven. That's a that's a cool number. That is uh, a cool number. I'd say go with that. Um, and this then, is the by kind the kind of analysis, you can't get anywhere else. Oh, nowhere else. Uh, and then Justin <laughs> Hilliard played pretty well. I know our guy Larry was probably pretty Ooh, broken up that Larry. he didn't make the roster. He didn't really have a chance to, um, yeah, a because big, no fat, one, thick one. Yeah, he's like destined for practice squad, but he did play really well. I'll give him credit. Yeah. Well uh,
0: so, well enough that they were willing to get rid of, of Griffith, who again is like I think has a chance to be a really, really good NFL player. No, I like got a guy that people know about, like the funny thing is beat there's
1: there's part of me uh, that is like, did they get enough for Jonas
0: Griffin? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Like a guy that they had undrafted, had on the practice squad last year, like after a while, by the way, wasn't like a priority dude for that. Like they just kind of let him wander the wilderness for a couple of weeks and then like brought him back begrudgedly. And then they got right. they got two draft picks for him.
1: They, yeah. So basically, they upgraded their seventh to a sixth this year and got a seventh okay. next year.
0: I mean, that's that's highway that's highway robbery. But at the same time, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> it won't be highway robbery when Jonas Griffith is the tenth best middle linebacker in all of football.
1: No, like I could see him becoming the Broncos' starting middle linebacker. This, I
0: mean, I know they have two, but I, I think yeah. he could become one of them. Genuinely, I really like I. I we, we overanalyze and we spent a lot of time overthinking this and stuff. And this probably falls into the same vein because we just have a soft spot for him because we were just enamored with him when one, because we had to put so much work into finding out who the fuck this guy was. Oh yeah. And two, and two, because like we had like, again, we were like called people up to get bootleg tapes on this dude because we had heard through, what was it? We had heard through this, uh, a scouting source that like Jonas Griffith was a dude. And, like, there was no information and no data, and you couldn't get Indiana yeah, State Yeah, all,
1: all we tapes. had was, like, one pro day filmed, like, 50 <laughs> yards away.
0: <laughs> Some <laughs> dude awesome. standing at the top of the bleachers at a high school stadium taking, taking it on his potato phone. And exactly. We're like, and I do believe that there was an afternoon uh, at the very beginning of lockdown. Where we figured out how fast he ran a forty yard dash based off of potato film shot from the top of the stands of a high school stadium. It's and, awesome. Uh, man. So yeah, we might we might have a soft spot for Jonas Crippen. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna miss him so much. I'm gonna need our boy. He was also uh, a great guy.
1: Oh yeah, no, he was a great dude. Like we we talked to him. A, I think only we only got one chance to talk to him, but he was just a delight to talk to.
0: He was he was like. It's like bubbly. It's like a bubbly linebacker. I'm going to need a, very a rare combo.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need our boy Sam Houston to cook up a, a Trent Taylor-style uh, sort of tribute to him. Yes.
0: <laughs> I want, like, candle in the wind.
1: Yes, for our it's got to be deeply emotional.
0: I, did, anyway. I thought that he was going to have a big role on this team this year. Now, I, listen, I, I want to be very fair. Like, you have to sell high on that kind of a player. And oh, right. good, good teams – I read this great book called Socranomics about a decade ago, and they kind of laid out like the principles to being a good, you know, at this point, you know, football team owner. But I think it applies to American football too. Like when someone offers you more than you have a player valued at, or you have like uh, objectively placed, you know, everyone has a value right. system. And like the 49ers did not draft this guy and they had him on practice squad last year. And he was probably going to practice squad again this year because they didn't feel gra- – he was right on that, that cusp, they, right? Uh,
1: they they could have kept him. Uh, they could have yeah, kept him, but, but they yeah, chose right.
0: But like you don't – They the wanted guys the roster who talk, spot more than the they guys needed who they, him. Yeah. The guys who they talk about trading are guys who are on the cusp. So like in the week preceding the final preseason game, which is the third now, and today – the only trade conversations are about dudes who teams are going to cut or considering cutting to gauge what the market's like, especially for dudes who are going to go on waivers, because if they get a nibble from like in, in this case, um, the 49ers call up the Denver Broncos. You think that this has been a long time in the making. I don't have any Intel on that. I'll take your word for it, but let's let's pretend for a moment uh, for the sake of uh, argument and hypothetical that (laughs) They they call up the Denver Broncos and it's like, hey, uh, we'd be interested in knowing what you value a uh, <laughs> a, a, a Jonas Griffith at. Like, what, what do you what right. do you value him at? And they they come back with like, oh, I think we'd give you a seventh form. Okay, well now a seventh rounder is so much more valuable in terms of trying to gauge opinion than someone picking him up on a waiver wire. Like oh, they're certainly going to pick him up on the waiver wire. They're willing to trade you something for him. So, and they they had that conversation with a lot of teams, I'm sure. And they had that conversation as it pertained to guys like Colton McKibbins and guys like, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Givens and guys uh, probably like Zach Kerr for a minute. Like they, 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 anybody who's right there on the fringe, Wayne Gallman, anyone who's right there on the fringe or in hasty, they're going to try to figure out what is he worth to other teams? Uh, how can, uh, who's valuable or not? And so basically they had determined that Griffith probably was going down. Just given Flanagan Fowles' nice run and how much they like him and his versatility and especially his special teams ability and how much they think Harris can be an asset to them, especially too on special teams, they were probably going to send Griffith down and then they were going to be in a situation where they probably would have lost him on waivers. So you take the value because it's outsized. You were going to cut a guy from 53. Someone's going to give you now two draft picks. You take that all day, every day, even if he's not... The guy that you want to cut the most right. is, and the, it's also he, like that's D'Amico
1: how you maximize Ryan's, that spot, right? D'Amico Ryans is kind of the guy that brought him in here and absolutely loved him. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sure he was like, "We got to make sure, you know, you he probably right really wants to keep." Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they, else, they, they, they else did a good job be? by setting themselves up by having two other linebackers that you know, in, in Sullivan and and uh, Hilliard, who are you know, capable. That's like, a great move.
1: That's a great move get undrafted free agents who've been in college for six years where they're right. already basically pros
0: right like if they can't cut it in year one you don't have to like worry about year two like exactly <laughs> that's a, that, that meal has been cooked for a couple of years now It is high it, it's much like Mac Jones high floor low ceiling and you uh, you run with it yeah <laughs> Alex is coming in with unless you're John Gruden do you want to talk about smoke brown for a second I know it's not 49ers related but like holy shit man like you thought the, you the, think he's well whoa, whoa, washed. Yeah. I think that the Raiders are going to pay him $3 million a year to not play for them. And I think that the Raiders, uh, gen- <laughs> like the Oakland, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders are like, yeah, we're not, we're not interested. That tells you something because they don't have a lot going on over there, man.
1: They, they are. I love that. They're like, yeah, we're good. Uh, we don't need to play our starters in the third preseason game. We're just, uh, we're pretty comfortable with where we're at. Like, who do they play Excuse on Monday me?
0: Night Football? What's the opening Monday Night Football game? Do they get the Chargers? So, mm. I'm guessing on that, but it's probably Ravens or Chargers doesn't really matter. Uh, that's the first game in an Allegiant Stadium. It will be eighty-five percent
1: Ravens. It's the
0: Ravens. It's oh, the Ravens. It'll be eighty-five percent Ravens fans. <laughs> and uh, that, dear God, oh my God. Fucking a. It, By Like, thank you, Kyle Shanahan, for letting Gus Bradley at least get a look at a read option before.
1: Oh, that's they fucking play my the grandpa, Ravens. By the way, he's he's out in Vegas. He's a Ravens fan. I'm gonna have to get the. Uh, I might have to go out there. Meet you might him. have to get the stuff The stub. I think he's got season tickets. I might have to go out there for that. That's that's incredible. I mean, it's
0: like. <laughs> Unbelievable! Every year, every fucking year, man, they're like, we're going to get better on defense, and every fucking year they somehow get worse.
1: <laughs> it's what's incredible too is the amount of players that just are desperate to get out of there. Yeah, like like the fact yeah, that yeah, like Arden happen. Key, who's like never really accomplished anything, was like, I wanted to <laughs> die. <laughs> You're like, what? We didn't even ask
0: about. He, he just like came up to the podium and started shitting all over the Raiders, and it's like,
2: whoa, right. hi, how
0: about a hello, Arden? Before right, he was like, this you know. was the
1: greatest thing to ever happen in my entire
0: life. Just, <laughs> oof. It was, it's rough, man. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, Arden Key makes the roster. Yep. I, I, that, that's that's a, not a small deal. I don't know how long he's on it until Jordan Willis comes back in week six.
1: Yep. from his, um we were right after about week the depth. From- you, you do need you do need that extra edge.
0: You have to have that extra defensive lineman.
1: Or an, especially and, especially when you're counting on D Ford and, and Bosa coming back from an ACL. And Ibukam, who's like oh, Right. Not that, and not Eric that Armstead, good. who, you know, honestly
0: is usually better on the inside. Yeah, Eric Armstead's value is entirely dependent on his ability to slide from five technique to three technique. Right. Yeah.
1: Full stop. That's that's what the that's what the bucket <laughs> trade or, was.
0: Or one technique. Right. Um All right, r- real quick here before we head out. Um Guy that you are, well, actually, let's 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 bring people in on our conversation this afternoon. Um, over under 100 snaps for Jalen Hurd this season.
1: Oh, because he well, made the team too. Yeah, what do we set it at? Set it at about 100 snaps for Hurd. I I set the yeah, line over under like, 100. Oof, no, like, I set
0: the line. You need to give me an answer. No, no, no. okay. I I think
1: it's just. Just under 100. I was talking yeah. about games. I think he plays like 98 <laughs> offensive snaps. Um, and in terms of games, I think he probably plays semi-significantly in three games and plays in total in like five. And you see his
0: hamstring explode. Uh, let's yeah. take a question here from Alex. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for
2: having me. So the it's one question, pleasure. as Peter knows, I tend to – be willing to ask questions that sometimes state the obvious and just no, point it out. That's great. I love it. So love it. why need a punt returner? Like strategically yeah. I understand those are yards you can get, but I feel like this might be a situation of I'd rather make sure you just fair catch the ball and get our offense the ball. <laughs> Shanahan seems like the type of coach who would just be like I think special teams will ruin things more than it will help things. Let me just tell these guys to the fair catch it and get me the ball and I'll score.
1: I think that's I what think I that said happened.
2: in our last podcast.
1: I said, just stick Muhammad yes. Sanu back there and have him like fair catch it until you figure out a, a better option or until you like, you know, think you're in a situation where you're like, okay, we should really try Ayuk back there. We could use a nice punt return.
0: Right. I think, I think that, the, Alex, you're, you're spot on. I think that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan's doing. He is saying that, if, and if you just watch a game, you realize the vast majority, I mean, almost every kickoff, is taking a knee. Now um, you have most punts going inside the 20, which means that there's no reasonable expectation for a return. Like kickers and punters are so good that you basically probably have a dozen opportunities to make something happen as a returner the entire season. Like, why would you prioritize that? Why would you waste right. a roster spot when, especially too, you have like Elijah Mitchell and, um, uh, maybe they throw Hasty back there. I wouldn't be surprised if Goldman comes back to the team.
1: Um, Nor would I. I, th- I think uh, Art Stapleton, who used to cover the Giants, sort of intimated that.
0: Yeah, like he signed here, like he's gotten a condo. Uh, he's he's probably coming back. I think that he was the the tricky move uh, to go out, and that's that's fine. Wow. It makes perfect sense to me. He's he's a great guy to uh, have back there on kick returns, and for punt returns. I would have Juwan Jennings back there because I think one, it gets him engaged, um, which is probably good. Um, I think that he has a somewhat preternatural, like he is slow as shit, uh, (laughs) but he has this like preternatural ability to make dudes miss. And if you're not getting any space, I don't care how fast you are. I need somebody to like be able to break a tackle back there. And maybe just the fundamental concept of kick and punt returning has dramatically changed since the devin hester days since the jeremy macklin days when dudes could like flip a game I, I, I just i can't think of one you know dante hall i can't think of one like impact kicker punt returner in the nfl right now and that used to be something that there were two or three guys that you were like oh hell yeah right those guys are awesome
2: well and, and it's just it's also just a massive injury risk which i think teams aren't willing to take as much anymore both totally. on the returners end, where you know, even if you had somebody who could be good, you don't want to take up the roster spot if they can only return. But like Adoree Jackson was great at USC, but the Titans don't use him really that much, if I am not mistaken. But
0: like, well, he's he's on the Giants now. He hasn't done jack squat though his entire his entire career as a like. I don't know why the Giants gave him like forty million dollars because I can't recall Adoree Jackson doing. Anything at the NFL level, which maybe is a compliment because he plays cornerback, but
2: right. uh, that's, yeah, I, that's... Would, I
0: would just have stable dudes back there. And so if what you know, and, and and yeah, you're conceding perhaps some upside, but like the floor is pretty high. And if you have Simba Webster back there, I think you know, or, or Richie James. I mean, clearest point being the Super Bowl and Richie James. Like it, it, that's more risk than than more yeah, that, because that's my, those
2: dudes fumble. That's my thing too. Like obviously, you know. I know, Dieter, you maybe weren't a San Franciscan at this point, but, like, I still have horrors about Kyle Williams, the tiny bit. As much as I want to forgive the dude, like, that moment at Candlestick still is a nightmare inducer for me at times. And, like, there's a part of me that's, like, the risk is so high and the reward, on average, is so low. I
0: mean, it's really fun seeing punt and kick returns. Like, it's really fun, but why are you preparing for small probabilities? Like why, unless, unless you have like a dude by which, by the way, I don't know if somebody is like that. I don't know if those guys can exist in the modern game where linebackers are stupid, fast safeties are stupid, fast. Like everyone is like kind of like in baseball. I'm at the Oracle park right now. And it's like, it's kind of like every pitcher comes out throwing 95. So what's your differentiation? Like, how are you supposed to get big yards when a linebacker's also running 4-4 and he's coming for your ass? Like, that's special right. teams have just gotten really, really good. And that's, I that's what I
1: never understood about, you know, keeping Webster or Benjamin. It's like they just, they're not good.
0: <laughs>
1: what are we talking yeah.
0: about? I think, I think, t- you know, there's about two or three guys on every team outside of the clear-cut specialists who have more or less just like a special teams role, right? Like, that's their job. And technically, they're a backup. At another position, but you're praying to God that they never have to go in at that because they're just your special team students. Like, though that that is that is more important, far more important than a kicker or punt returner at this point. And like having some guy on your roster who can't do anything else but kick or punt return, I just don't know if that's a good use of five three. I, I just I just don't. I mean, maybe you it. could have. I think maybe they could do it with practice squad. Uh, if they see a kicker who is going to go short off of kickoffs, if you see a kicker or a punter who is just generally shitty, like then maybe you can have a dude on practice squad that you can call up for like four or five games a year to be put in that situation because you think there might be some serious return yards. But as Jake alluded to earlier, like they could also just stick Brandon Ayuk back there because he's yeah. the best athlete on the team.
1: Cordell Patterson is a, is a good name drop in terms of kick returns, but uh, For sure. kick, return, kick returns are also super. It's like that's why you just stick a running back back there who's fast. And Mitchell looked good. It's like just get a guy who can like see a little bit of space and turn like a twenty five yard return into like a thirty yard yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, Cordell Patterson's a cool one, but Cordell Patterson's also been on like nineteen teams, and. Right. Uh, <laughs> Like, they can't seem to find a role for him. He's, I think he's at one no point Kevin he was White, used, but, you know. <laughs> I think at one point he was used as a running back. Like, they, no one really knows what to do with him. And, again, like, I, I, I don't know if it has as much to do with Cordell Patterson being a really good returner as it has to do with, like, sometimes you just get great blocking. Right. And maybe somebody else could have done what Cordell Patterson did. But they didn't. And credit to him for being at that. But, like, wouldn't you rather just – I have a roster spot where, when you get the ball, like that guy can actually help you from yeah. the line of scrimmage, as opposed to hoping that today's your day. Like totally, it's like it's like preparing to hit a hole in one. How about you just go for the birdie?
2: Yeah, Alex, fire away, buddy. All right, the last one. This will be a fun one. Over under number of snaps or passes thrown by not Garoppolo or Lance. If you set that number, it's three and a in half. Those thirties.
0: Whoa, 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 not not Lance and not Garoppolo and you're talking Correct. about pass attempts.
2: Pass I was actually saying snaps too. Like the idea of mm. somebody but like basically the idea of like are they gonna like is Shanahan with Garoppolo and Lance on the field at one point gonna just have Kyle Yuschek throw a pass just to screw with everyone? Ooh. Well be... Mohammed
0: Sanu would be the guy.
2: I, Sanu, I mean I think right. I would say three Yeah, I think I think I would
0: say Jake, what's your number on over under let's just call it um, non-quarterback pass attempts.
1: Pass attempts. Okay, yeah. Snaps. I don't know if Nate Sedfeld literally gets a snap unless it's like a victory. (laughs) Or an injury. Right. Right. Yeah. In which case, no one's
0: going to be listening to this. Non-quarterback pass attempts. I have four and a half. Four and a half is a line.
1: I'm going to say below. I'm going to say it's like three. I'm going to say it's three.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did do a lot of it. He did do a lot of it late in 2019, though, right? Like how many? I think Emmanuel Sanders had like four pass attempts. Did he? I don't think. No, that's too high. There was one great one, but he had two in one game. No, I don't think it was
1: four. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with three. And what that even, he,
0: that is, almost feels did, high. I mean, I, I would do it a lot. I think. Uh, I'm fascinated and this is along the same lines. I'm fascinated to see how often Lance and Garoppolo are on the field at the same time, because one of the cool things that they did against the Raiders. And I do think it's applicable to the regular season because they had been building up to it. um, One of the cool things that they did was the speed in which they rotated quarterbacks, right? Like they were, they were going so fast and those poor scrubs who are now playing in the indoor football league, was just the Raiders' fourth team, which is all they brought to Santa Clara. Um, they had no idea what was happening. And the Lions aren't going to have any idea what's happening, though they will be slightly more capable of, of handling it. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Eagles we'll see. won't know what's happening. I mean, I, I, the tempo of the substitution separates it from what the Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing was, where it was very deliberate and calculated. And like it was like everybody in the arena could could have told each other, Taysom Hill is in, by the time the ball is snapped. I mean, we're sitting on press row at Levi Stadium, and thank goodness, uh, this might be a, a, the only valid reason to go to the games this year as a writer, because yeah, obviously everything is still uh, very zoomy. Um, but the speed and frequency in which they were rotating, you could lose track. You could lose track in the press box, and we're like hawk-eyed on, and we have a great view of it. Um, right. So, I, 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 think, I think that then adding another layer to that, and I think this season will be defined by layers of what Kyle Shanahan adds. Adding another layer to that when they're both on the field, or perhaps even neither of them are on the field, I think you get really interesting really fast. Um,
1: so, I so, think what you're, you're yeah. what you're trying to say is you're sort of on the same page as Charlie Casserly, uh, and that you think <laughs> Trey Lance is dangerous... actually a quarterback and oh, suggests... fuck out of here. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, it, it's, reminiscent, it's reminiscent of a couple of things. I mean, it's very collegiate what they're doing, right? And it's I do reminiscent love it.
1: I honestly do the, love it.
0: Reminiscent of the Chris Leak, Tim Tebow thing. It also reminds me a bit of when I was at Mizzou, they had Blaine Gabbert and James Franklin kind of doing the back and forth thing. And they beat Oklahoma one year when they were number one in the country Oklahoma was by bringing in James Franklin in almost the exact same thing as a Trey Lance package. And get, Blaine Gabbert wasn't really running very much read option. He, he was a mobile quarterback, but he wasn't like – he was, you know, pocket passer. His dad was super hardcore about him getting ready for the pros. And I guess he's got a Super Bowl ring and is the backup to Tom Brady, oh, so it's yeah. not going all that poorly. But um,
2: – you know, like, Poor-. oh, Is he still there? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, he's still Good there. For him. Yeah. He lives a yeah. charmed
1: life. Anyway, sorry I interrupted your take, but what a life. <laughs> Nair- what a great life. Backup
0: quarterback Nair- to Tom Brady. Nevertheless, Nair- uh, it's uh, – It was one of those things where they brought in Franklin for just goal line zone read stuff, and it worked perfectly. I mean, third and short, and and then that. I I don't know if there's a direct line, but certainly the Taysom Hill-Drew Brees situation, which is stunningly similar to what the 49ers have right now in the sense of Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. I'm not going Charlie Casserly, but uh, uh, Trey Lance (laughs) is not somebody... Trey Lance is not somebody right now who they want dropping back and throwing it on every single passing down. I think what they really want to do is they want to have a completely different offense by the time Trey Lance comes in. And we've seen this with their personnel decisions, right? Where they go to a lot of 10 and 11 personnel um, when Trey Lance is in the game because they're doing shotgun read option stuff or pistol read option stuff. Uh, I think they want to be almost exclusively in that and be more of a Sean McVay offense or going back to, you know, uh, 2012 with, uh, with uh, Robert, Robert Griffin, the third, they want to be more similar to that offense. And then that offense has the read option as the base, then come bubble screens, then come slants, and then come RPOs on top of that. And uh, having those layers that they can add and add and add as the season goes along, there will be a point where Lance looks comfortable, kind of getting each of those added into the fold and suddenly it's a completely different offense than the one they were running with Garoppolo and suddenly it's only Trey Lance out there. And I think that's what's going to happen this season. But um, in terms of their ability to go in and out and what, you know, what it is they're trying to do to keep a defense off balance. This is a run first team to the core. This is going to improve their run game. I think by like eons and it was already good. I think Raheem Mostert might not get touched for weeks on end um it's it it is it is awesome it is jarring and i think that it can get real funky real fast now the flip side of that is of course it can get funky in a bad way get real scuzzy and uh it it becomes a little too cute um all things considered but you know you compare it to what breeze was doing where breeze had one of the i think breeze had the lowest a dot in all football last year and i think two spots above him was Jimmy Garoppolo and then you have Taysom Hill who is not somebody you want like Dropping back and throwing the ball downfield because he can't do that. Uh, and Trey Lance, where you don't really trust his ability to do it because he hasn't developed the touch yet. And this game's a little bit too fast for him in that regard. Um, I think I think that this could really work. And of course, it's a means to an end. But in the meantime, they're they're going to move the ball with Plum and. That's the goal, man. It's not just scoring points; is the goal. It's really about just getting a shit ton of yards and the points. And
1: out. yeah, I think I think the key is, you know, if if you really do go with the two quarterback thing, uh, put, make sure Lance is moving. Like, like, yeah. get, get him on the run, give him Good easy call. throws where he's out of the pocket, or at least he has the option to run pretty mm-hmm. early on if he doesn't see what he likes. Um, because I think he's just doing a lot of stuff where. Uh, he knows what Kyle wants him to do in terms of like right. reading the field and trying to be a little t- too perfect as opposed to, you know, kind of just like taking off when there's a lane there. And a lot of times there is a lane for him.
0: Um, right. Well, and that was, that was our, that was my knock at least on, on Lance in college, which was that he was a little too run happy. And it's always a good play when you're Trey Lance, to just like run over some dude from right. central Arkansas. But, I mean, now that Jonas Griffith is out there for the Denver Broncos, I don't know if that's the best idea. <laughs> I'm uh, with you, man. It's it's one of those things. So, it, it it's it's going to be really funky. I I just think it's also cool that you know, Juice Check can throw it a little bit, Sanu can throw it a little bit, uh, Jennings can throw it a lot. I think uh, I, I, you haven't seen that on the practice field or anything, but he was a damn good high school quarterback um i just want them throw. to run
1: a play where it's just several end around handoffs <laughs> like yeah. five times yeah and kyle use ends up throwing it to garoppolo
0: that would be called the cup game right where's yep. the cup where where's the, where's the ball where's the ball it's under the cup it's under the cup yeah um i'm just I, i've been watching a ton of ravens stuff the last couple of days and uh it seems as if kyle has been too in uh, 2012 um Redskins stuff. I know you're not supposed to say that word anymore, but I'm going to because it gets to the point. Uh, And you know, uh, early Kaepernick stuff. And it's also really interesting to just see how much better all of these offensive schemes are now as compared to when they were kind of first in vogue, right? Um, Shanahan was saying the other day, there's no new plays. There's just uh, interpretations of stuff that was being done with the wing T. And I deeply appreciate how they're going to go to essentially a new offense this year. Kyle Shanahan is, but it's not new for him. And it's pretty much a hundred years old. And uh, I, I don't know that like brings me comfort in life. Oh, knowing yeah. that, that football isn't, isn't that unique. Uh, at the wait, same man. time, it might also, it might also, you know, eventually turn into this super spread book and just be a collegiate offense. Uh, the same way that, you know, Andy Reid brought in the air raid and Cliff Kingsbury was hired to just straight up run the air raid and it won't be air raid because it was not air raid at North Dakota state. And that's not Kyle Shanahan's belief, but like it might be, you know, some urban Meyer, Florida stuff. It you might be- always
1: got to find a way to bring up the air raid. Always got to, got to get that in there.
0: <laughs> I just think it's fascinating. That's the kind of shit that, that, that gets me. I'm excited,
1: on. man. No, this is going to be a very fun offense to watch. Defense is stacked too. Um, yeah, this is, I'd be shocked. if This is not a playoff team. Yeah, we said that last year. <laughs> yeah, but then they also, we also kind of ignored the warning signs of, of True. you know, the limited camp and all the injuries that piled up from the start. Uh, and yeah. that has not happened yet. So, and well, when, what, it, yeah.
0: What's the over under on this team? 11 games? I think it's 11 flat. Is it 11?
1: It let, me, let me look that up
0: right now. I, don't I think would it guess. Has a, I don't think it has a hook on it. I mean, it might be ten and a half in places, but yeah, it's and a Ten and a half. Yep, it is ten and a half. Okay, ten and a half. I mean, we're I'd, both I'd over. Hit, yeah, I'd hit over. If I gave you eleven and a half, what would you do?
1: Mm, uh, I think I'd lean. I'd lean over, um, um, but
0: I might stay away. Eleven and a half over. I mean, what at what point or what point are you no longer out? Thirteen. You're just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do that.
1: No, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not hammering the over if
0: it was 13. Well, I'm just saying, if I gave you 13 at uh, 3-1, to one, would you take it?
1: I, mm, no, I, I don't think, okay. I don't think they're going to get to 13. I think there's going to be some weird games. At some point, they they might make the QB switch. Uh, and they'll, they'll throw a few yep. away. It's a 17-game season, too. It's There's going to be... Uh, some weirdness that goes on.
0: Yeah. It's going to be real fun though. Uh, I think it's 12. I think they get to 12. I think they get 12 and a half. They get the tie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, just just being a shit. All right. Thanks everybody for joining. We'll, uh, we'll appreciate you folks more and more. Uh, Yeah. If you missed any of it, it's going to go up on the podcast feed. Appreciate it. Uh, Got a whole new brand thing coming up here. We got some, some fine folks working on it and uh, setting times. you know, shout out to all of our fans in South Korea. I don't understand what's going on there, but uh, we're deeply appreciative of them Seriously. too. And everybody stateside, North America side, we love you. And um, you know, we're just going to keep keeping it casual. That's what we enjoy. The
1: play. Giants, Dieter. Fuck
0: you. <laughs>